the name of the Christ child, the son of the only true and living God. Amen. You may be seated. Well, you heard it. John the baptizer sent two of his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Jesus answered by listing his deeds of healing and miracles, of even raising the dead to life, which he did three times. He was even preaching good news to the poor of all things. No, John, there would be no other. Jesus of Nazareth was the one, the Messiah, the Savior. So when John's messengers left Jesus to return to John, Jesus asked the crowds, What did you go out in the wilderness to see? Did you go out to see a reed that is shaken and blown about, a man influenced by every opinion of doctrine that comes along? And the answer was a great big no. John feared God more than he feared any man or men. He had only one purpose in life. His purpose was to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. John the Baptist preached the law to a people whom God labeled as stiff-necked, stubborn people like you and me. These were people who didn't want to admit that they were sinners, and some never did. None of the changing winds of opinion or religion or reason or politics or toleration could shake John the baptizer. He even pointed out the sins of the adulterous King Herod who lived with his brother's wife. That would eventually lead to John's execution. But no matter, John didn't back off. No, the people did not go out into the desert to see a reed shaken by the wind. John stood firm and secure in doctrine like an oak or redwood tree. Did the people go out of the wilderness to see a man dressed in soft clothing? A man of luxury, a man of royalty, even a man of the temple? The answer is again, no. The man they went out to see wore animal skins. He ate food that was grown naturally in the wilderness. He was a man who didn't give a hoot in hell about a denarius or a dollar. The luxuries of the world impressed him not one little bit. He lived in the wilderness. He ate what God furnished. He was clothed in the coverings of the wilderness, provided, provided for him by God. John belonged to no man, no institution, no family, no heritage of man. John belonged to God. He was the last of God's Old Testament prophets before the coming of the Messiah. John trusted in God to provide for him, and God did provide for John. Jesus asked the question, what then did you go out to see, a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, for John would be the last of the Old Testament prophets, prophets who preached repentance, prophets who told of God's coming as the Messiah. And Jesus said that John the baptizer is more than a prophet. Why was John so great? 
John was the messenger sent to prepare for the coming of God's Christ. He prepared the way of the Lord by preaching the law, the Ten Commandments, to show the people their sin and to bring them to sorrow over their sin. Sorrow that would lead to confession and absolution. It was then that a washing with water, baptism, was received by faith in God's promise to forgive their sins. This is what the people went out in the wilderness to see, a man preaching a baptism of repentance. Nothing, neither hell nor high water, could sway John from preaching repentance to prepare the way for the Messiah. John was truly God's prophet. John was the greatest of the prophets, more than a prophet. He preached repentance and now baptism. He would not be swayed. That is what the people went out in the wilderness to see and to hear. And so now the question, what did you go out to see this morning and to hear? Are you like the people who went out to see John the baptizer preaching repentance in the wilderness? What did those people go out to see? They went out to see John preaching repentance. They confessed their sins. They were absolved. They were baptized with water. They looked for the coming of their Savior in faith. You know, they could have stopped to worship in the temple, which was much closer, but they knew the temple was corrupt. They could have worshiped in the synagogues, which were much, much closer. But they came searching for the truth and found it with John in the wilderness. So also you came to see and hear a preacher preaching repentance. How many churches did you pass on the way in this morning? 20? 50? 100 maybe? Why didn't you stop and worship in those places? Why? Because you came to hear a preacher preaching the law, showing you your sin, the same law John preached to the people in the wilderness. The law, the Ten Commandments, shows you your sins. But even more than that, the law shows you the way you are, the way you really are, sinful to the core. And you confess your sin and sinfulness as you did earlier this morning. Then your pastor announces the grace of God to you in absolution and feeds you holy food while you travel through this wilderness we live in that's ruled by sin, death, and the devil. So what did you come here to see this morning? The message of law is the same. But dear ones, in the baptism of repentance that Jesus gave us, the Holy Spirit has come to put out the fires of judgment and condemnation. There is no condemnation for you in Christ. I'll say it again. There is no condemnation for you in Christ. Our baptism is not just a one-time celebration of a religious ritual. Baptism is a lifelong event. We live lives of baptismal repentance and look to our baptismal day as the day we entered into the kingdom of God. Our baptism of repentance gives us hope by forgiveness of sins that reminds us of the resurrected Christ who will come again to resurrect us and take us to be with him. John the baptizer said repent. 
Jesus said, repent, many, many times. Your pastor says, repent. You came here this morning to, he- to see and hear a man preaching repentance, not in his own name, but in the name of Jesus. Your Savior God already came into the world and died to pay for your sins. Confess your sins and believe that you're forgiven in the blood of Christ. Repent and believe and be baptized and you shall be saved. And now your Lord awaits you at his holy table in a miraculous and mysterious way to be with you, to forgive your sins, and to strengthen your faith. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.